Popcorn Tipley. Hi, my name is Tipley Pibbles, and I'm going to be doing your disclaimers today. Throughout the show, we follow the awkwardly magical journey of three adolescent adventures. However, Magic Isn't Real is a podcast for adults, you hear me? Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Now I'm going to go get you some waters, and I'll be right back. Very good. Welcome to another episode of Magic Isn't Real. We're back, hey, what, baby. we're still doing these? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is up? My name is Dustin Parsons, and I am your game master here at Magic Isn't Real. Game master, happy pride. Uh, happy pride. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> joined with me, as always, is the circle of the pothead druid, Kayla Temshiv. Okay. Ooh, I had a circle of potheads in my wedding. Hey, yo. <laughs> Circle of Spores Druid has my heart. Hi, yes, I am Kayla Temshiv, they, them, and I play Parker Henley, she, her. Parker is a level three Circle of the Shepherd Druid, and her tagline this week is, I'm a little bit sleepy and a lot of bit claustrophobic. Hello, everybody. My name is Jonah Pfeiffer, he, him, and I play Ted Vardaman on the show, the human-shaped soup of insecurities slowly <laughs> boiling down into a gravy of confidence. Good God. <laughs> Do you have that written down? Yes. <laughs> a good tagline for Ted this week would be, man, I'm kind of starting to miss my mom, guys. Oh, Not like this. Parker's tagline should have been, I'm also starting to miss Ted's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, guys. My name is Christian Contreras. He, him, your favorite Marshall slut. And... <laughs> That's my favorite for sure. Whoa. And I play the amazing, the immaculate, the wonderful, the absolutely spectacular Brandon Rodriguez. Oh. Ooh, He's aye, also aye, aye, aye. super humble. Oh yeah, totally super <laughs> He's humble. He's really cool about it. <laughs> this week's tagline is going to be, Remember, thank your local teacher, because God, man, sometimes <laughs> yeah. you're just going to miss him. With all this talk of learning, I think it's time we move to the extra rock credit. <laughs> Is it extra? It's the only credit. There's no yeah, other way okay. to get credit. You know what? You're pushing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with a high school test question. The Great Lakes take up 84% of them. Yeah, it's a geography question. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got three groans from across the room. All three of us just threw our heads back. <laughs> The Great Lakes take up 84% of America's surface fresh water, spanning over 94,000 square miles and an estimated 6 quadrillion gallons of water. What is a quadrillion? It's the one above trillion. Do you yeah, know? so it's quad meaning 4 million meaning million. What? I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to pretend to know this and I'm not going to waste For bundles. time. You know how there's like just millionaires? Commas, you know? Another, oh. another comma would make that a billionaire, okay. then you're a trillionaire. Add another one, you're a quadrillionaire. Okay, so the... Sorry, five sets of three, 15 zeros. The word I needed here was comma. <laughs> and I'm back. On to the question. Um, <laughs> how many How many U.S. states border the Great Lakes? How many U.S. states border the Great Lakes? It's been a minute since we've started with Christian, so let's start with Christian today. I said five, baby. Five U.S. states bordering the Great Lakes. Moving on. Jonah. I feel like... This is a trick question. Mm. So I said three. Mm. Like it's weirdly small. All right. I said 10. (laughs) (laughs) There are Minnesota, Minnesota. Wisconsin, Michigan, Indiana, 
Illinois, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and New York, all bordering oh, the right. Great Eight. Lakes. Eight. Interesting. You were a lot closer Eight. than you thought. Yeah, it was. Eight states bordering those Great Lakes. It's a lot of, lot of square footage. Damn, it wasn't a trick question. Wasn't a great question. No, it was a real question. Leave it to Dustin to not try and trick us. I know, for real. <laughs> I'm trying to give you re-rolls, y'all. It's the only <laughs> surprising thing left to do. You can't ask us how many states border lakes. We're not smart enough for that. Well, if you're not, here's the D&D related question. Doppelgangers are shape-changing creatures that not only change their form to other small or medium humanoid beings, but also possess one other supernatural ability. Which of the following abilities do doppelgangers utilize? I'm telling you, I'm trying to give this to you. I made it multiple choice. Thank you. A. Telepathic communication. B. Hellish rejuvenation. And that means when they die, they reanimate with 1d10 days. C. Spider climb, the ability to climb on walls or upside down without spending an ability check. Or D, read thoughts of other creatures within 60 feet. I'm good. Good? Yeah. Good? I think I'm okay. All I'm right. resigned to taking an L here. Christian. I said A. A, telepathic communication. It's a D. D, can read thoughts of other creatures. I also said D. Reading thoughts of other creatures. The correct answer would be... D. So Son you of guys a- would be right. Yeah, great. Well, that's the best way that could have gone. That was the majority yeah. getting it correct. Yeah, they doppel. Yeah, in order for <laughs> them to actually take the form of a creature they see, they have to actually know every part of the body. That was kind of my thought was like, in order to make it convincing, you mm-hmm. have to understand the person, so you would have to know their past. It's like they would know I have a birthmark on my left ass cheek. The doppelganger would be like, great put it on i was thinking more of like that little twin thing where they can say that they communicate can communicate with, with, with each other so i figured hey the doppelgangers you know i was thinking if you guys were gonna go for spider climb a little bit just because they're really slime like looking in their yeah, normal almost form. did almost did i was just thinking about every horror movie ever and i think it would be really funny because that is kind of how they build stuff like that in horror movies like can you imagine the thing yeah there'd be like a doppelganger and it's like climbing on the ceiling and i'm like yeah that's peak horror right there it's okay I still have my re-roll from that other question I got right in the D&D world, Fuck so I'm yeah. not I'm not completely dead in the water. I'm stacking re-rolls. I just never use them. <laughs> yeah, I got two of each right now. Oh, hell Jesus. yeah. I'll have to go back and see if I used moment. any last session, because it feels like too much. Once we get back to the human world, it's game over for you bitches. <laughs> As we left off, in the dream of Brandon, in your head before you stands Silent Roar. Scars across his body, a warrior's belt, and a tight-kept braid going down his back. As he shakes your hand, he utters, Hmm. You are a warrior. Without a war. Rage in an empty head. And then he taps you on the forehead and he dissipates into mist. The smoke gathers behind you and he's sitting cross-legged with a book in hand. What is being a barbarian to you? What do you mean? It's all about the strength, taking down my enemies. Why? To accomplish the goal. What is your goal? Save this world? Our world? Is that a question? I... No, it... it, No. Rage. You're filled with it. Wouldn't you be angry if something was trying to destroy everything you loved? I wouldn't allow rage to enter my vessel. The word sours my mouth. You are nothing like I thought you were going to be. Rage is not what I called it, but that's what my disciples, I guess you would call them, have sort of equivocated to a rage. So you need aggression to win battles? You need heart. 
I don't call it rage. I call it soft focus. And then you see his eyes fill with a blue light as he draws an axe from his belt, and with a jolt of light, he is standing behind you with a flash, his axe head wrapping around your neck, and his eyes looking down, and then the blue light fades away. You're filled with a primal energy, and it's strong, stoic. But now it's time to think like a lion. Think, calculate, and once you've thought of each step, then and only then, go in for the kill. And you see his axe rears back behind his shoulders and it flies between your eyes, and with that you wake up in a jolt. Oh! Fucking hey, jeez, fuck, blow my eardrums out, why don't you? Why are you up so early? I look around as still early in the morning or is it late now it was kind of a midday nap that you guys were taking okay you guys are almost to fern feather it's kind of dark you know the trees are covering the sky i start touching my head where i saw the axe fly to make sure there's no injury or anything you are completely clean we did get a long rest right you got a short rest short rest okay i think i set for that Jeez, were you dreaming about when you died or something hey we don't need to keep bringing up that time brandon d-i-e-d you know, spelling it doesn't make it better. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, and I keep touching my head. I'm fine. Hmm. Yeah, all right. I'm fine too. I didn't just explode out of the stomach of a metal contraption or anything. So. I'm yeah. How are you? Feeling? Very, very scared. I mean, we destroyed it. Yeah. <sighs> I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. <sighs> okay. So, how far to Fernfeather? Good morning. You know, I'm pretty sure we're close. I had to make a few U-turns, which it turns out is very hard in a wagon. You want us to laugh? Why'd you pause? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's it. (laughs) Well, you have your license, right? Wagon license? No. No, just like cars. Like you've driven a car. Car license? No. Brandon, you've driven a car, right? Yes, I have. Got my bike license. Pull out a business card that I drew on the back of. (laughs) Is it laminated? No. Uh, it's very crumpled. How many times I have to pull that out? <laughs> Authority, Brent. You know, I don't feel the need to answer that question. <laughs> so let's just get to Fern Feather and drop off all the eggs and then we should go home. Parker's going to take out her phone. Oh my God, my, my Nona is probably... Do I have any texts? Yeah, you have one text from your Nona. It seems to be from last night. Hmm, how would your phones calculate time? That's a wonderful question. That's a great question. Yeah, sounds like a question for the DM. You were able to yeah. receive a phone call. That's true. You were able to ignore a phone call. And I was able to ignore a text as well. So there is one text from your grandmother. Hey, I hope you're having a good time. I hope the trip there was okay. Let me know how everything's going. Send pictures. And remember, I love you. I'm just going to send a quick text back. Hi, Nona! Exclamation point. I'm having a great time, comma. Everyone here is really nice, period. I love you, and I'll tell you all about the trip when I get home. And then Parker's going to attempt to send a smiley face. Attempt? Yeah. She's never used emoticons before. Yeah. So I I attempt. Fuck it. Give me a performance, Jack. (laughs) Roll. Slight of, oh, that's a two, and I think I have a minus two to performance. You accidentally put a semicolon, it's a so zero. it's like winky. Oh, it's a winky no. frowny face. Uh, Parker just puts the phone right back in her backpack. <laughs> you get a text back almost immediately just because time works differently. She sends you back a gif, and it's a gif of a little cat giving thumbs up with hearts in the background. Aww. Can you even receive that? 
I think so. And then you Parker clicks on it and you see it's moving really slowly. And it Almost takes up the bit. Yeah, it takes up the whole screen. It's like black on top, black on the bottom, and the gif fills up the rest of the screen. Hey. Are we saying Nona knows how to send gifts? R- <laughs> Nona definitely has an iPhone. It's the only modern gadget she owns. Nona has an iPhone and I have an LG neon blue. I didn't say you had a neon. <laughs> You're the only one who's been doing this. I did canonically establish Parker's LG it's neon. Like, it's like her only way of communication. This right here, and I pull out my razor flip. This was the <laughs> pinnacle of cell phone design. It never got any better than this. Anybody who's convincing themselves otherwise is just lying. It's the most hardcore cell phone ever. It's the only cell phone you could ever use as a stabbing weapon against another human. Well, mine does this. And then Parker slides her phone open and closed really fast. Uh, which does, in fact, shut the phone down if you do it too fast. <laughs> I pull out whatever the newest iPhone was in 2017. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't even say anything. I just pull it out and put it back in my pocket. Play Flappy Bird because that exactly. was still a thing. Is that a, Was that a thing in 2017? Yeah. I'm going to look it up. No, Flappy Bird was, really, it was 2014, was like when everyone went fucking bonkers over Flappy Bird. I remember. Oh, fuck. 2014 it was taken down. Isn't it interesting that that's exactly what I said? <laughs> Whoops. Flappy Bird was really popular my freshman year when I was in theater, and I was a freshman in theater in 2014. Now you got that nailed down. I remember when Flappy Bird was popular. So eventually you guys get to Fernfeather. Takes just a couple more minutes. There is a pulley system where they can bring the entire cart up. They end up taking the eggs from the back, putting them back in the hatchery, trying to revive them as best they can using some sort of cleric magic. Eventually you are guided to the government building where you had first seen these birds of power. It's a new Harley Quinn movie. Birds of power. Birds of prey and birds, birds of, of power. Hey. They are, again, having long debate about something that seems to be very important, but as you slowly approach, it's like, no, the fountain must be utilized for a bathing center as well. Hey! And I'm going to gesture to the cart. Oh my god. You actually came back, says the one in full pearls, the overseer of architecture, Brighthelm. Did you think we were going to just not come back? We didn't know how drastic this threat was going to be, and you're 15. It was very dangerous. I'm actually 14 and a half. Okay, well, way to put yourself down. I was trying to keep you up, but, um... I just don't lie. It just makes me feel kind of weird. I respect that. As someone in authority, honesty is always the best policy, and I'm never going to tell you it's not. But if someone accidentally brings you up, maybe keep it. Maybe keep it. Parker thinks back to all the lies she's told (laughs) in the last three days of her life. Yeah, I'll think about that. Greeny, putting his hood down as he walks in from one of the side rooms, says, Oh, I'm here. Uh, About the fountain. I, Oh, they're back. These people have some serious rich people problems going on. (laughs) Which Parker whispers to Brandon and Ted. Give me a stealth check. That's an unnatural 20. No, I'm not. I get a little offended considering I'm one of the rich people in our world. (laughs) (laughs) Take 1d4 of psychic damage. Exactly. This is mockery. The bird with the monocle, Silverwing, says, Well, with those back in the hatchery, hopefully we can get them back to a stable state. We should be able to send assistance now that we need less guards over at the hatchery. You won't need to worry about them anymore. How certain are you of that? Very certain. We found the place where these eggs were being taken. And we, just as we did with you, tried our best to reason with them. But unlike your wise counsel, they did not listen. And I am sorry to say that it was their destruction. We did broker some sort of peace 
with the gnomes, though, if you ever want to pick them up and ask if maybe they can also help Finadale, you ever want to carpool to help them? Maybe they would be amicable to that? I don't know if we push it, Parker. Or not! The Secretary of Defense Longclaw, the one in the golden armor. Well, you did help us with a threat that we could not see. I have to be honest, I was not overly fond of this idea. His talons start to rip through the bottom of his steel-toed shoes. But I've been aching for a fight. I am ready to take down some necromancers. I will gather my fighters and we'll be meeting them to talk about a peace agreement. An allied nation between Finnerdale and Fernfeather. Ooh, yeah, that sounds good, man. Just don't get any closer to me with those big pointy claws. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, these are new. I... Shit. Parker just nods. She doesn't want to fuck this up. <laughs> Greeny, putting his elbow on the meeting desk, is like, yeah, well, I always had faith in him. I am real happy that we could all benefit from this. And I think I've learned a lot as a ruler and kind of winks at the overseer of architecture, the one who kind of pushed Greeny to go and help you guys out. Then you all are given a room to stay for the night. You can rest up. Yeah. Are we given one room? Yes. (laughs) But you're given four nests, not beds. It's kind of like artificial straw, but it's made of cloth that they push together into kind of a divot in the room where it's kind of a half circle in the floorboards. You kind of dip in there kind of like a beanbag chair. Parker turns into a puppy and then does a bunch of laps in a circle and then settles in. I'm just kind of like stand over mine looking at, how do people sleep in these things? I just look down and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Just <laughs> <laughs> lay down. And you're all back up to full. Hey, long rest. Give me a perception check. Don't say that. I know. No, it's not bad. They're not all bad. Holy shit. Natural 20. Natural what the fuck? Day. 19. I'm not a puppy anymore. I just did it for the bit. <laughs> Perception. Mine's a minus, so I got a 12. That, that, that's it. <laughs> yeah, the DC was 10. Everybody hears it. It wakes you all up. Yeah. You see that it is a call from Colin. On our human phones? On your human phones. Wait, all of our phones, or is it just one? I think he would first call Parker. So whatever the ring would be for yours. I think it's like just chimes. Whatever the generic chime on the LG Neon Blue is. Word. Good morning. Hey, guys. Just a time check. It's Saturday over here, about 3.15. So in terms of time, we're doing pretty good. Uh, But I need to pull you guys out if you guys are in a position to do that. Guys, Colin wants to bring us back home. Uh, how many more days do we have? He says it's Saturday at 3.15. I haven't asked a.m. or p.m. yet. So, hey, is it really, really early or just like middle of day? It's midday. It's about 3 p.m. Okay, it's like 3.15 p.m. Do we want to go? Uh, does this, so it's early in the morning for us and it's late in the afternoon for him. Okay, cool. Yep. Should we verify that Finadale has help before we go? I think Fernfeathers agreed, and I think they're good for their word. Honestly, I'm ready. I want to go back. All I want to do right now is just spend some time doing neck bridges or some stupid shit in the wrestling room. Honestly, I'm, <laughs> I think I've had enough of this fucking magic shit for now. <laughs> What's a neck bridge? 
Oh, I'll show you. It's where you do a bridge, but on your neck. You still there? Yeah, yes. Sorry. Yes, we are good to go. And Parker scrawls down a little note. And it says, hello, lovely people of Fernfeather. We had to leave to go back to our world. Thank you so much for your hospitality. We will see you again at some point in the indeterminate future. And then a little heart, dash, Parker, Ted, and Brandon. All right, whenever you're ready. Yeah, yeah. Just so you know, I'm going to drop you guys off kind of in the middle of town. Won't people notice us? Is that a problem? Are you guys, like, battle-worn? Are you wearing armor? What's, do we need to change wardrobe? I want to look. What, what am I wearing? <laughs> you're not wearing a shirt. I'm not wearing That's a shirt. That's what it is. Yeah. Brandon, put on your shirt. Where is my shirt? I'm going to start, like, moving stuff around trying to find my shirt. That's on you. No, I think we look okay. Parker looks at Ted's hockey mask. Yeah, I guess I should take this off, huh? Did you wear it to sleep? No. (laughs) (laughs) I put it on the second I woke up. Uh, Parker's only a little bit covered in blood. Uh, yeah, you know what? And then she puts a spare hoodie on. (laughs) I should be good. Okay. Well, I need you guys to talk to Reese. He's kind of freaking out at the moment. We're not exactly, you know, on the best of terms. Yes, he does not like you. No, no, I need you to talk to him for me. He he came over and I suggested that we start collaborating on new tech. He said yes, and we started working. We were back in our element and started bringing stuff up about the past and what happened before we got separated and I got a little upset words were said he stormed out he said if he ever finalizes this laser tech he's gonna lock it away far away from me and what's the point of pulling him out of Kristen if he's just gonna keep his secret weapon under lock and key so I need you guys to talk to him and just just calm him down because I don't want his emotional immaturity to be the reason why millions of people lose their planets it sounds like your actions are having consequences and you want us to deal with them for you. Okay, it, it's nothing to do with what I've done. We need that technology. Mm, yes, the problem is entirely Reese's. Parker looks at Ted and Brandon and just shakes her head. Yeah, I'd like to believe that I've gained a lot of emotional maturity in our little trip out to Finnadale. And still, all I want to say to you is, how did you fuck it up when you weren't even involved this time? <laughs> That's a fair point. I wasn't the only... A conversation is a two-way street, okay? So he obviously said things that I... I don't have to justify myself, okay? I am trying my fucking best. It may not have been what he wanted at the time, and it may have gotten him on a federal watch list of the Vaknians, but we now have an artifact crystal that helps us teleport from dimension to dimension without having to portal hop. Okay, I just want to point out that, like... I mean, you just said it yourself. A conversation is a two-way street, and so is an argument. So you can't put all of the blame on Reese and take none of the blame yourself. Sure, sure. And I get that. I don't think me talking to him is going to help this at all. That is probably super fair. Are we good to go? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I found my shirt. You found it? Yeah. I don't know. Just hold it in my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Word. (laughs) Tied around your head. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Whenever you're ready. Oh, and then Parker vomits up 10 good berries in him <laughs> and puts them in her bag. Okay, now I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Never gets easier seeing that. Just make sure, primary part of the conversation, when he does discover this new technology, 
we have to be open about sharing this amongst our party because that would be a step closer for us actually being able to stop Cairo's conquest. Hmm. Open about sharing. Quite an interesting principle for you to bring up. Yeah. All right, just please yeah. bring us back, please. Yeah, you got it. Here, I'm going to share my portal tech with you. And he opens a portal up on the door to the hotel. Yeah, I'll say it's a bird hotel. <laughs> uh, the, the door opens up. A little birdhouse on the side of a tree. I'm trying to think of a nest pun, and I really can't find one. You just can't find it. It's like my love for low-cut turtlenecks. <laughs> and it, the portal opens up. After you? Sure, and I go in first. Here goes. Parker takes a little tiny simple step back. Hmm. Yeah, I'm always last through these portals, huh? All right. Walk through the portal. (laughs) And you all get out, and you guys are kind of in the center of town. You got out through the door of a convenience store. Uh, Colin's still on the phone, and he says, I think he's been hanging out around Moonlight Diner, or he has a place in the woods that he's kind of shacked up right now, but I'm not super sure precise on where that location is. We should check out the Moonlight Diner. Yeah, fair enough. Tell him I'm cool, or, um... We're not going to lie to him, Colin. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. And then Parker hangs up. Did you guys see that? I just did like a sick burn on Colin. He was like, tell him that I'm cool. And I was like, we're not going to lie to him. (laughs) I just got it. That's (laughs) fucking funny. (laughs) Good job, Parker. (laughs) Still got it. Oh, oh, Ted. Oh, shit, I forgot oh, to tell you guys. how are you, oh, my I boy? Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. Hey. Mr. McFree stands up from the bus stop. <laughs> oh, oh. How you doing? Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. You know, it's I'm in high school. And out of school for the day. Be nice. Yeah, no, just got out early. I have sophomore out. It's a so- Saturday. It's Saturday. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a Saturday. You're right. Why did well, you say I'm out of school? Because <laughs> it's a Saturday. You're out of school. It must be nice. You're hanging out with your friends. Brandon, good to see you. I've seen your work on, on the field. Very good work, might I add. I'm going to stick my hand out and give him a handshake. That, what a gentleman. And he takes your hand, and he's actually got a pretty firm grip on him. And he releases, and he says, and you are, are, hmm. Parker's eyes go back and forth rapidly as she debates whether or not to lie to this man. Uh, Parker. Parker. Mm-hmm. Parker. Da, 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 da. Parker with an E. Da, 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 da. Oh, you're Beth's girl. I am Beth's girl, yes. <laughs> no, we, we talk at the supermarket sometimes. Tell your mother I said hi. And Ted, tell your mother I said hi. Always will, uh, Mr. McFree. Absolutely. Well, I gotta sit here, wait for the bus, you know how it is. I just I hope you have a good day. Thank you very much. Do you want any Thank butterscotch? You. I'm before, we're, before we're allergic, and I'm gonna start <laughs> <laughs> take them with me. Does he think Nona's my mom? I don't know what that man thinks. How the hell did you get involved <laughs> with him? Look, I bike to school every day, and it's just slow enough to where I feel obligated to return <laughs> whatever he says to me. If I was driving in a car, I just wouldn't even acknowledge it at all. But <laughs> I don't usually talk to strange. Well, you know. I guess I do talk to strangers now. I've been kind of brave. Or stupid. Parker stares into space for an additional 45 seconds. <laughs> so, Moonlight Diner? It's either that or go searching in the woods, and I really don't want to do that. You know, I mean, we could see if Ted's mom's working. Or if they have milkshakes available. Wow. What? That was not subtle at all. 
You see Moonlight Diner, the blinking neon sign, walk in the door, and it's pretty empty for a Saturday around 3 o'clock. There's one person in a booth, and there is a couple in the corner sharing a silent conversation through forks scraping across stained plates. The guy in the booth, you see it's Reese, crumpled up papers all around him, sort of tossed around, a little messy. Oh hey, gosh, all the people that picked up that shit you? get paid two fifteen an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um... I'm sorry. Hey, kids. Parker does go and pick up all the papers and then tap them on the table so they're in a neat pile and place them in front of Reese. There you go. <laughs> Please don't put them on the floor again. No, those are trash and he wipes it off the table. Don't you fuck! Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, no, those are not good ideas anymore. And he keeps pushing them off the table and they hit no, the ground. No, don't! And Parker Why? picks them all up. Reese, every idea is a good idea when it's given the proper love and respect, Okay. Yes, but every idea is not a good idea when it is laser technology that could explode in your hand when you press the trigger. Ted, that was so emotionally mature of you. Thank you. Why don't you just make it not explode? That's a great fucking idea. You want to come down here? You want to do some science and figure it out, huh? Some nanotechnology and chemistry mixed together along with arcane tech? And Kelly walks up. Hi, do you have a recycling bin? Yeah, I mean, technically we don't, but I compile everything in the back of my sedan and we take it home afterwards. Oh, that's so conscientious. Sorry, I don't mean to humble brag for myself, but we we like to be green. Hey, Mom, I missed you. I hug her. (laughs) You wrap around her waist and she says, oh, Ted, aren't you on a trip right now? Yeah, I I got cut. Got cut? Yeah, you know, Physically? Like, and she pulls your hair up. No, 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 no. From the selection. You see, it was like a tournament bracket thing. And, you know, I was really hoping to make it through placements, oh. but uh, it took two losses immediately. I thought it so. was for D&D Club. At least that's what the school said. You guys didn't make a lie and not communicate about the lie, right? Because that would be stupid. What Ted told his father <laughs> was that it was for a wrestling thing. What we told the school was it's for D&D And club. you think that they communicate together as a unit of a couple. That Ted was... is breaking apart into puzzle pieces. <laughs> <laughs> it was both. Devour it, Ted. Devour it. Was, I'm sorry. I don't know what kind of game it was that you all were TTRPGing, but. Yeah, no, the role play. Um, mm-hmm. You Did see, you... the convention was like. Everybody's team was trying to make it to the end, you see, and our team, end. we just were new, like we haven't played the games for very long, and everybody else there has been playing for like yeah. years and stuff, and they have all this fancy things they bought and they spend all this money on. Yeah, and people get really intense about Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. So uh, we, got, uh, we got eliminated, so I guess. So roll me a deception, please. Please. Roll high. <laughs> Sorry, roll that high. wasn't Kelly's voice. <laughs> roll with advantage because you got your friends helping you out here. Natural 20. Of course it was. Okay. Kelly gives that look that a mom gives when you're talking about something you like a lot, but like they have no idea. All they know is you're happy and your face is lighting up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, you are very new to this. Okay. You didn't think wrestling was going to come easy first and it's working. It's, it's, we're, we're, we're working at it. Okay, champ. Yeah. But this, yeah. this thing next, next convention that comes around, I'm going to, I'm going to get you in and I'm going to get you fighting and we're going to have you role play the shit out of that table. Oh, thanks mom. Yeah. I would appreciate that. And they give you another hug. Oh, you all know Reese, the substitute teacher at your school. Yep. Yes. 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 I'm kids. 
They they had my class. Uh, Brandon's a teacher's aide. And I'm taking the advanced classes because I'm really smart. Yeah, Kelly, I, I failed to tell you that earlier, but um, that's what's going on here. That, that's that's why he's a senior, you know. He's, Can I get a group deception? <laughs> junior, but yes. Yeah, I was like, still junior. Oh, yeah. Still not a quarterback. All right, all right, all right, all right. That's a 23. Right. Reese got an 18. It's a flat 10 for me. 11 for me. All right, and I'm going to roll good. insight. It's yeah, around 16, I'd say, is the average of that. And they got a 12, so. If they beat it, I was going to pull out my calculator. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm going to fight this. And, wow. Uh, we are starving. Man, we could really use some burgers. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, menus. Yeah. I'll go grab some menus. Or do you need menus? Nah, I'll it, tell it, them about everything yeah, on the Yeah, t- tell them what we got. I'll just describe it in detail, yeah. The convention was mostly can. Mountain Dew and hot chips. So. so we have the buffalo chicken sandwich where they put buffalo sauce on a grilled chicken. <laughs> and then it's on a sandwich and it's got caramelized onions and lettuce on it. And also some blue cheese if you ask for it. I always like to ask for it with blue cheese. And then we got the patty melt. The patty melt's my favorite. It's not on the menu, but it's my favorite thing. It's got two patties and it's grilled like on the on the grill. Like they put the whole sandwich on there to toast the bread up really nice. And it's like square bread instead of like round bread. I really like the breakfast also. They make me breakfast anytime, but I don't think they serve breakfast anytime to anybody else. So I always get the biscuits and gravy. You hear a voice from the kitchen, and it's Earl, and he says, You guys are the only people in here. We're in here? Well, you guys don't count. I know this kid. Not, I know his mom. I, I'll make you breakfast. Do you guys want breakfast? I would love some breakfast. I could eat breakfast. Yeah, because you guys, Just to, woke to up. you, it's breakfast. Eggs? Oh, I'll yeah, make, make them the waffle sandwiches. Oh, yeah, you got it. And he pulls out an old waffle maker that they only used for a small period of time. It's a little Minnie Mouse (gasps) waffle maker. (laughs) And it prints out faces of that, but he puts it on a sandwich and he kind of covers it up so you can't see the Minnie Mouse because he doesn't like that it's Disney because he thinks that Disney is a bunch of Nazis. Oh. (laughs) Or don't. Earl Earl has thoughts, okay? Earl lives in the same neighborhood as Ted. Is Earl an extremist? No, Earl's a conspiracy. Earl theorist. was the best. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to hear shit about Earl. <laughs> I, just to let you guys know, I haven't made anything for Earl. Jonah has made up Earl. Oh, and you this made is up where Earl? we're at. Yeah, he ran over I... and jumped over the counter and went, Earl, hey, Earl. I had to totally just impose Earl into existence. <laughs> so he says, yeah, I'll make you breakfast. And he makes these breakfast sandwiches, covers up the Minnie Mouse face with syrup, butter. Are there eggs on this? There's eggs on this, bacon. <laughs> country fried ham and he slides them over across the counter. Kelly gets them, brings them to the table and says alright, there we are. Some breakfast for lunch for you guys. Earl smokes this ham in his chimney. As he's talking, I'm just gonna be looking at the scrambled eggs. (laughs) Sorry, can you take that again? (laughs) I feel kind of weird about eating the eggs. Those Hmm. are aracocras, where they grow up to be fully functioning members of society, and these are chickens, which go bok bok. These are also unfertilized chicken eggs. That's you so can't they're not save they're not gonna point, so. you, they, you can't it's like I'm gonna shut the fuck up about these eggs. Now, I'm already but... wrist deep in my fucking waffle sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Parker gets a fork and knife and cuts off a little piece of hers and politely dips it in some syrup and then her mouth. I get mm. some napkins, tuck one underneath my. Sh- I don't think I ever said I put you my shirt back on. <laughs> we can go shirt. back and say you put on a shirt. I okay. hope you fucking put or a shirt on. This interaction long. between Reese and Kelly and Earl would be very different. Yeah, I didn't you tell you Earl's yeah. sexuality. <laughs> I, was say. I said you're the teacher's aide, man. 
<laughs> yep, it's me. Doom, doom. <laughs> yeah, the little peck dance. No, not the little peck you, dance. You know Brandon can do a peck dance. Oh, come I on. know Brandon can do a peck dance, but he doesn't have to do a peck dance Immaculately right now. Practiced. Dwayne The Rock Johnson should play Brandon. <laughs> True, there it is. Oh, yeah, that is perfect, yeah. Live action version, it's just and then, Dwayne And then Jack the Black Rock. can play Ted. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Nacho! <laughs> and again, it's I just me as um. <laughs> yeah, back so, to the show. Back oh to yeah, the what show. were we doing? Reese. Reese is sitting there. He has a cup of cold coffee and he shoves it without even looking at Kelly as she's giving out the food. Hey, Kelly, can I please have a cup of fresh coffee? Not a microwaved cup of the cold coffee. I mean a fresh cup of coffee. Please. <sighs> What did you kids want to talk about? Colin told us you had a fight. And I want to let it be known that generally we're not big fans of Colin. So if you harbor negative feeling towards him, that's so fair and valid. Uh, we just kind of want to talk about the ramifications for like the universe. You're saying this and he's kind of getting a little heated. You notice that his eyes have a slight hint of neon red in the pupils. There's almost an electric energy jolting out from his bedheaded hair. And he says, well, <laughs> I was trying to just get some answers on the last time I've seen Colin. Because like I said, it's been a minute. Last time I saw him, he was stealing a device from the place I worked. And that's how he got in because of me. And usually when you join a rebellion, you get to choose to join the rebellion. But for me, I was kind of pushed onto the train car as opposed to leaping on with, you know, joy and hope and, and passion in my heart. But no, honestly, if I were being, if I'm real right now, if I'm being absolutely honest, I would still be with the Vaknians doing my pencil pushing job, doing whatever the fuck I could to survive, because right now I am not living. Kelly comes back with the coffee and puts it down. Kramer Sugars? No. Thank you, Kelly. Colin brought all of us into this mess. Yeah, we didn't have much of a choice either. And now that it's happened, we can't go back and make it unhappen. So... But it doesn't mean it's going to work. It's half-assed. But what's the other option? Yeah, your world is gone if you hadn't forgotten. My world is back on Loras Prime. So that's where the Vaknians are? It's just Loris, but now it's Loris Prime. That's where I came from. That's where I was born. That's where I grew up. That's where I had my first job. That's where I had my first kiss. And I can't go back there anymore because I'm considered a terrorist because I stole an artifact. But I didn't. Colin did. I just let him in the room. I didn't know he was going to be crazy and just steal... I... He just says that we can do so much more for people and we can save them. And I'm like, what is there to save by this point? Lives. I know I can't stop them. I mean, look at me. And then he extends his hands and you notice as he does that red sparks go in between his fingertips and he clenches them into fists and put them in his pockets. And <clears throat> I'm... What is that? It's not magic. I'm an engineer. And that's all I am. And then he goes back to his blueprint. If I may. So let's say you do nothing and we do nothing. A lot of people will die. Yeah. Is that what you want me to say? No, I just want to talk to you about it. Is that all right if we have a little conversation? Are we not having a conversation? I'm just not the one raising my voice in this really nice little diner. I mean, I wouldn't want to blow your cover as a substitute teacher by yelling at children at the diner. 
And then Parker unblinkingly stares at him. Persuasion check. Roll high. You can do it. I believe in you. That's a 15. 15. Against his insight, 12. Hmm. So he looks at you and says, yes. What would you like to talk about? So if we do nothing, a lot of people die, Mm -hmm. and the remaining lives left are just the people on Lotus Prime? Loris. And it's only Vakdians there. No one else. Yes, but like we saw in the place we picked you up from, it didn't really matter if people... It has a name. Okay, we saw in Priston that it didn't really matter if people were resisting. I don't choose what they get to do, okay? I don't choose if the protocol gets changed, if they just send out desolates to go and... No, I know you don't have anything to do with that, but if we do nothing, everyone outside of Lotus Prime dies. Everyone. You may not have something to do with it, but you do have the power to help stop it. Think about what you're saying, though. I am thinking. If we, if we, we at this table, an engineer and three children go and stop this, then it's done. Right? How crazy does that fucking sound to you? The alternative is that we all die anyway. Either we Just don't resist. And you'll live. That's not what happened in Priston. I didn't say that the universe was fair. I just said, I know what it takes to survive. No, you don't! Yes, I do, because I've been doing it every day! And he flings out his arm. And as he flings out his arm from out his pockets, you see those red sparks again fling from off his fingers. In a red spark of electricity, it flies off his hand. In almost slow motion, you see the glimmer fly from his fingertips and float through the air past the bar tops into the kitchen window, and it sets fire to the paper on the ticket stabber. Arcane energy that erupts into flame. I just run and put my glass of water on top of it. Give me an acrobatics check if you can jump over the diner top. Maybe I don't jump over the diner top. I just I just bring my cup of water and splash it in that direction. In that case, roll to hit. Yeah. 19 on the die. I don't know what, if that's a strength that's minus one. No, 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 dex. Uh, oh, dex, so, yeah, we got it. Yeah. Easy. So as it starts to ignite on the ticket stabber, you fling your water and it kind of goes through the window into the kitchen and Earl's like, what? whoa, hey. Sorry, sorry. There was- All right. That's it! Brandon, help me drag him out! I grab him across the table and just... Wait, whoa, We're rehearsing a play! We each grab an arm. We start trying to drag him out of the diner. Give me a strength check. It's like a classism thing. I got a natural one. Ooh. I got a nine. Ooh. (laughs) He has a 14. I wasn't expecting that. So he... I'm using a re-roll, goddammit! Oh, okay. It's a 12. Okay. I'm using another reroll. <laughs> god okay. damn it. This Can is the I last hit? one. It's another 11. <laughs> oh my god. Fucking wild. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and as you are up to his waist trying to push and push, he's like putting a mirror up to my face and seeing how rash this is. He sits back down, puts his hands in his pockets, and he says, Clearly, I'm magic. I've been hiding it because I don't want to be. Because power isn't what you can put from out your fingertips. Power is what you can Comes expel out of your from throat. your mind. Sorry. What? <laughs> I just For me, it, it comes out of my throat most of the time. So what happens, because we're not stopping trying to drag him out, so what happens with that? So from that, some of the sparks from his body, because he's getting a little emotional at the moment, spark off and it 
hits you guys as you're trying to grab his shoulders and legs. And he's able to wiggle out and get back into the booth and say, just, just stop, okay? Please, this is the worst time to be doing this. Then let's do it outside, away from people. I'm not a fighter. And then he looks at the blueprints and stuff. He's like, I came here to work. You all came to me. But you are the one that just set fire to the kitchen. You know how dangerous kitchen fires are? I didn't mean to do that. No, whether or not you meant to, it is a thing that happened. You want to help it? You want to fix that? I did. You fix it. You fix it. Um, And Kelly walks over. Ted, Ted, are we okay? We're working on a play. It's a study of classism. Yeah, it's a very intense scene. No, Mom, sorry. I just gotta go outside for a second. Reese? I'll go after Ted. I'm gonna stay. Reese, not resisting didn't save people in Priston. I'm not in the army. I don't know what their orders are, okay? That is up to Cairo. Obviously. But not resisting didn't save them, and it won't save you. So your options are to help us? or to simply get wiped out with everyone else. And if you think anything else, you're living in a delusion. And then Parker stands up and walks out after her friends. You got it. And you're all outside, Brandon and Ted. Hey, where do you think you're going? I'm not going anywhere. I'm thinking about how I'm going to walk back in there and beat the shit out of that guy. (laughs) In front of your mother? Hey, um, did I miss anything? You're right. You're right. I'm thinking about how I'm going to beat the shit out of him later. That's not a bad idea. But right now, the acquaintance of my enemy might be my friend. No, he's exactly like Colin. They're both useless. And all that we need to do is take everything we can from them and then figure it out ourselves. How? You just saw what he did. Like I took this and I grabbed the cloak. We did that in another world. We can't use magic here. He did? How the fuck did he? I don't think it was on purpose. I think he got kind of emotional and just lashed out. Maybe his control over magic isn't that good. Well, look, I don't see any reason why anybody needs to be emotional right now. Sounds like you're pretty fucking emotional to me, man. (laughs) What if we all take a deep breath and then we go back in there... He has information that we need, and we can't get around that. So, we don't need to like Reese. We need to be able to work with him. Maybe we have the conversation somewhere else. Have we been working with Reese? What has Reese done for us exactly? We saved him, in case you forgot. I... And he has no fucking gratitude for that whatsoever. Yeah. He acts like he's a prisoner on this world, and not literally a fugitive who but... would be caught and killed. Ted, apparently he has some tech that Colin wants. Some tech that we could use. Yeah. And I'm in agreement that we need to get it from him. I just don't think we need to cooperate with him to do it. He's not finished with it. Doesn't he owe us a life debt? Yeah, you would think. Let's try that angle. Hey, Brandon, I think you owe us a life debt. You both owe me a life debt. I actually, Ted might not. Oh, shit. Yeah, you totally got my life debt back. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Damn. (laughs) Back at zero. (laughs) All I'm saying is get him out of this diner, away from where he could probably cause another fire... If he gets emotional again. I tried, man. I tried. I just... I I have no fucking muscle mass. Well, how about this time? We fucking ask him. I'm sorry to interrupt. Please. PCS, hi. Nice to see you. Hello. I'm your PCS. I know. I mean, thank you for introducing yourself. I come from people that 
grow over millions of years through rock formations. Our social interactions are different than your social interactions. I'm assuming the same case is different on Lotus Prime. On Lotus Prime, they are grown from jars and put into hatcheries where they learn for the first four years of their life nothing but educational purposes, where they are sat in front of screens that tell them what life is. They don't live as free as you do on Earth. His views may not be perfect, but he's only, for lack of better words, human. I'm gonna shut myself down now, No, but thank you. It, that was helpful. Of course. I'm gonna start making my way back to the diner. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'll be good. No, I just... If you want to beat him up, we'll get him. But we've got to save the world first. Yeah. Just seems like I'm the only one who sees that it's only the Vaknians getting in the way of that constantly. I've... I am acutely aware. But... I don't think the Vaknians are like born bad? I think they've been conditioned in a way that's not good. Maybe Reese needs to know what it's like to have, like, free will? It's just like, I watched Men in Black, and like, yes, yeah, some of the aliens are assholes, but some of them are really cool, and you'd figure there would be like, an even ratio of asshole aliens to cool aliens, but it's just been all assholes, you know? Well, some of the aliens <laughs> in Finnadale were cool. You know what? You know what, you're right, Parker. You're right. Those aliens were cool. I'm good. I'm good. I got mad. I got mad when he set fire to the diner. And you were right for that? That's so valid and fair? I'm going to go back in there, and I'm going to I'm gonna pretend very convincingly to be calm. Okay. You've got this. And you walk through the doors. As you approach the booth once more, you see one of his papers starts to ignite in flame, and he's like, fuck, shit! New draft, and he pulls out a new piece of paper. Do you need help? I'm not sure how you could. I mean, unless you want to go back. To where? To my lab. In Preston? Yeah. I'm magically adept. I was born a sorcerer, which is the only type of magic that you don't really get to choose that if you have it or not. And, um, I, I don't care for it. Adept? I have wild magic. And if I can't control it for a period of time, I, I take an AE and arcane equalizer. You need medicine. It's, it's like an EpiPen. But it's for containing the cells of my anatomy that want to be magic. And it sort of dulls them down to a normal state. Okay. So, that's if that's in your apartment in Priston. No. It's in my office. In Priston? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that should be a quick in and out, right? If yeah, we... but the OSD is... We, we let people come through for the museum portion. I'm not sure if that's even a thing anymore. But the offices themselves, they might be a bit harder to get into. Portal right in and grab it and then portal right out? And then if but we do that, to do that, you would have to talk to Colin. Then we talk to Colin. Yeah, your problem, not mine. By this point, we can do that. Fine, but if we do it, 
Do we have your cooperation? Please. Yeah. I, I would I would like to not have these outbursts. And perhaps it would be safer for everybody if you collected one of those for me. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Um Do we remember how much time passed when we yeah. went to Princeton and the time mm-hmm. we came back? Uh there it was like four hours equaled an hour. Okay. Around, approximate. We could jump in, jump out, easy mission, nothing will go wrong. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it sounds great. We put our lives on the line again. And uh, we could come back and listen to you whine at this diner some more about how nothing's worth it. You're doing a great job of keeping me calm right now, Ted. And I appreciate that of you. I would honestly have higher standards of you having an emotional maturity, but you're 15. And I understand that your rate of maturity isn't that of Vakians. So you have no excuse for being 90 and having emotional outbursts. From what I've heard, you were raised by a 90, TV you're screen. sweet. But you grew up with Colin. <laughs> I grew up with Colin. That doesn't mean that... For you, you have classes where it's like freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. And it's a year apart. Mm-hmm. For us, it's 10. So you're 100? I don't want to play a guessing game. I'm 128. Upperclassman. Yeah, I was a junior when he was a freshman. And me, him, and Cairo hung out a lot. We all were kind of indulging in the sense of being new engineers or the underdogs and we had nothing going for us but then I got that good co-op and it led to nothing well there's no way to clear your name if everyone outside of Lotus Prime dies yeah that's kind of not my top concern right now my main concern is survival that's why I'm building this can I look at the blueprint yeah, you look at it, and it seems to look like some sort of flintlock pistol. But at the core of it, where the hammer hits, he sketched some sort of rock onto it. The rock he labels off to it, artifact level crystal, unlimited ammo, zero recoil. So it's a fancy gun. It is a gun that could potentially create turrets, that could potentially create me safe on one planet. Unfortunately, I think that's this one. Oh, and who have you asked permission for that exactly? Or were you just assuming it was going to be okay? Did I have to ask permission from a child? We are the ones who brought you here and saved your life. Against my will. Ah, yes. Against your will of dying on your doomed planet. I don't think they would have killed an award-winning scientist. I do. Agree to disagree. You can think what you want to think, but I've seen worlds beyond your comprehension, and I've seen more men die than you've had classes in school, boy. did you look out the window in Priston? Yeah, I did. And did you notice that they didn't hesitate to devour anyone? No one was stopping to look at your credentials. The monsters, the... what did you call them? They're called desolates. The desolates don't care if you're an award-winning scientist. You think Cairo would? Why would Cairo give one Cairo single shit me. about you? Knew you back when you weren't a useless fugitive terrorist, like okay. you said. I swear to God, and he mm. points a finger, and as he does, a spark goes from it. All right, enough! And I'm going to go in between them and shove them back on their seats. I will go and get your AE. I'm going to tag along with her. You know what? I'll watch this guy. Make sure he doesn't fuck up my mom's diner anymore. 
I'm sure the thing that keep me emotionally stable is the kid with a god complex, so let's let's go with this plan. It seems nice. You don't get a choice. I haven't since I got here, so nothing changed. And if, you know, Kelly wonders where we went, just tell her fresh air. And like let me let me know if she like asks about us. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you wanna I'm talk not about from here, but kids do that sometimes, I'm sure. You, you wanna talk about God complex? You're the one who thinks that you're so special that a galaxy-conquering tyrant is going to single you out out of the millions and billions of people he kills or enslaves because something about you and your past relationship with him is that cool. But I'm not the one that thinks that I can stop a god-level tyrant. Well, we'll just have to find out now, won't we? Maybe you can't, but I think we can. Okay. I'm going to sit here and try and be as calm as possible. Meanwhile, you're going to be looking for Reese Seiler in the office building. Once you find my office, you're going to find a locker. It should be in the locker. I should have about three of them stacked up because this happens sometimes and it just, it's something you got to do. And I desperately need a fix right now. Sounds pretty straightforward. In and out, an easy mission. Parker, can you get Colin on the phone? Yeah, um, and Parker's going to text Colin and be like, hey, um, can you portal us to Reese's office in Priston? Question mark. Me and Brandon are going to run a quick errand for him to earn his favor so that he gives us any level of help. Priston? Question mark. Yeah, but it should be. And then and the rest of it's just typed so fast. But it should be like an in and out really fast kind of mission. We just need to hop into the office, grab some stuff, and then pop right back out. I mean, we might not even need to close the portal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, my PCS is telling me that you need to go to the OSD. OSD. Give me like five minutes. Okay. Cool. And he's away for a couple. In the meantime, what do you do? 50 rounds of combat. No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) In a couple minutes, he comes back. He says, okay, just, it's not Priston anymore. Just be careful, please. Thank you. Um, whenever you're ready... Yeah, go to the men's bathroom in Moonlight. I can't go to the men's bathroom. Just make it quick. Mm, okay, um, hey, Ted, uh, before we go and do this, then Parker takes three of the berries and slides them to Ted. No, you keep them. I have seven more. Ten's better than seven. I don't like leaving you with nothing. Oh, I've got plenty. All on my own. Okay, well, we'll be back. Just don't die for this guy, Parker. It's not worth it. He's right. I have no intention of dying. Come on, Parker. We got to make it quick. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. And you guys go. And as you guys approach the men's bathroom, one of the stalls starts lighting up with arcane energy. I've never been in a men's restroom before. It's not too much different than a girl's restroom. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty, pretty similar for the most for the most part, smells worse. Yeah, you'd be surprised what kind of things you find in here. <laughs> <laughs> like what? We hop through the portal. <laughs> okay, go on. You guys step through the stall, go through the portal, and now you look up and you see that there is rain coming down. I don't think this is Reese's office. We're kind of missing a roof here, aren't we? Uh, can I see anything else other than rain? 
Uh, you see rain. You see the outsides of buildings. It all looks very gray. Your PCS chirps up and says, uh, Colin seems to be calling. Uh, yeah. Um, pa- pa- patch him through? Yeah, absolutely. Did it sound cool when I said that? Uh, it was a little awkward, but... Oh, I mean, patch him through. I mean, have you ever heard anyone say that? Like, maybe in a movie? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you, you sound like cool, Parker. Okay, pa- patch him through! <laughs> I'm, I'm here. What's up, guys? Um, Where the hell are we? That That's that's the thing right now. I, I was double-checking. Uh, do, do you see a tall building near you? Do we? You see a lot of tall buildings. Um, at least one. Or more. Uh, okay, uh, what you're going to be looking for is the Office of Science and Development, so there should be a large building with OSD on it. I was trying to get you guys as close as I can, but uh, this isn't an exact science. I'm, I'm just sitting here playing with a crystal and markers. Fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> Drag him from afar. Yeah. Um, are there monsters running around? Are there? Is it desolate? Are there, like, what do we... I mean, last time we were in Priston, it was chaos central. Yeah, everything was blowing up. Yeah, so your PCS chimes back on and says, Welcome to... Pr- <laughs> Welcome to Loris 11. Ooh, I don't like that! <laughs> a type 2 civilization led by an autocracy of a strict code of laws. Half the population consisting of Elvish and Goblin. The other half, pure Vognians. Once home to the Union Empire, Loris 11 is the 11th planet under the Vaknian rule and their path to interdimensional rule. 11th? I guess. So wait, um, there are elves and goblins here? Does that mean not everyone was killed? Correct. Oh, I just fought Reese real hard about the point that they indiscriminately killed people. Oh, absolutely they did. These just happened to be the ones that got away, maybe? They can't kill off a whole planet and still have a running planet. <sighs> that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Well, they're the only ones that know how this world works. But how did how did they pick which people to live? They didn't. And they just got lucky. That's really fucked up. Do we see anybody, like, around the city, walking around or something? I know you said it's raining, but... Yeah, the city doesn't have as much life as it did when you first visited. The streets are almost empty, barely any vehicles on the road. It seems that the citizens of this world are still here, but it's just under new management. You see a banner hanging between two skyscrapers with a Vaknian prince's face saying, Conquest and triumph for a perfect world. As you keep walking, you see that there's a beggar sitting on a thick blanket with a jar with a few small blue coins. And sitting in front of him is a cardboard sheet with black paint on it in some language that you cannot read. But the man seems to be human. Just human. I hope Mrs. Duchansky's okay. <laughs> Please, do, do you have any to spare? And he shakes the jar. I'm sorry, I don't have any. Oh, uh, young man. I, uh, do we actually? I mean... Colin I, sent us with some the first time. I don't... Uh, did we? I mean, I know I have actual money, but I don't know if that's the same currency in this world. You do? Okay. I'm Colin gonna... sent us with 50 of these little blue things. And I, then we dined and dashed. Oh, yeah, he did. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and pull out all 50 of them. Yeah. Oh. And I'm going to drop them in the little bin. You pull out all 50, and he, his eyes just widen as, as you pour them in his jar, and he almost fills it up to the top and says, Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he goes out of his human form, and you see this is actually a doppelganger 
and his long tongue slipping through in his dark black skin with veins of red and blue intertwining as he clutches the jar. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, it's it's what's on the inside that counts. <laughs> I didn't know what to say there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ted would empathize with the doppelganger. Uh, so that that was a trick? Was that a ploy? I'm guessing. Okay. It's just people are more empathetic to those to who humans? look more like them. That's true. Okay. Very true. Do we see the building that we're looking for? Yeah, the PCS leads you to the OSD, the Office of Science and Development. As okay. we're walking, I'm going to... You have a hood, don't you? On your... Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to grab the back of Parker's hood. I'm just going to, like, fling it over her head. <laughs> just, just try to stay out of sight for a bit. Yeah, no, that's that's probably a good, good idea. I'll play it low-key incognito. Start making our way to the building, I guess. Absolutely, you do. Do you think? No, that's, that's stupid. No, go ahead. I was just... I was just wondering what happened to Glarn when all this shit went down. But like, you know, this. I mean, that's. I was just. You know, we don't have. We don't even have any money. So like, I don't need. I don't need to go look for Glarn. That's silly. Getting a little reliant on it, don't you think? No, I just thought it was fun. Um. Okay. So this is the building. O S O S D. Yeah, okay. it looks like it. That's what he. The way he described it. It's a little different since the last time we were back here. How are we gonna get in? Is there a keypad? Is there a door? Is There's there... a door. Large glass doors. Parker takes her hoodie and pulls the sleeve down over her hand and <laughs> opens the door. You do so. Is it a pull or a push? Do I have to roll for that? It's a it's a pull. You're fine. You have to roll for that. As <laughs> like I pull. <laughs> As you walk through, there's a front desk where you see a Vaknian woman sitting with an earpiece and a large keyboard. Without looking up, she says, hello and good triumph. How may I assist you? Did not think this through. We're dropping off a package. Yeah, to uh, Reese, Mr. Reese's office. Mr. Reese, can I get a last name? A Zyler. Reese Zyler, okay. Oh, well, we still have his office, though he hasn't been back in a couple weeks, but... mm. We're just doing our jobs. Absolutely, aren't we all? (laughs) His room number is 4633. Just leave it next to the door, and he should be back in the next couple days to pick it up. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Of course. Good triumph. Good triumph. Good triumph. Triumph? Triumph. Maybe triumph? Triumph. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We go to whatever weird-ass elevator stairs situation this planet has. Very true. It's a pod that you step inside, and it goes all around this building. Sideways, horizontal, and it leads you, it opens up right in front of the office. How big is this pod? This pod's about big enough for four people. Okay, Parker is a little freaked out when she gets in the pod. Not that freaked out, but just a little bit uh, uneasy. What's going on with you? Um, I'm not sure if I like this enclosed stuff anymore. Um, I was inside the pan for a little while, and... It, I almost hard died coming out of the pan and, um, you know, let's just get to the office so we can get out of here and back to where fresh air is. Well, coming from someone who's died before is not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, sorry. I shouldn't have brought it up. You actually died. I like came close to dying. That was rude. That was insensitive. Uh, it's fine. It's not like Ted hasn't brought it up anyway. <laughs> 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 <Ayo>. <laughs> 
understand, like, we don't need to compare, like, your trauma with my trauma, but, like, your trauma's worse than my trauma, so I'm gonna shut up. Okay. And the tube opens. <laughs> and you see there's a long hallway. It's very bland looking, and the offices just have the number by it, whatever scientist is working in that office, and then the door. As it opens up, you see that there is a couple scientists both wearing masks, and they are wheeling someone on a gurney who appears to have mechanical cyborg-looking appendages. And they are screaming and tossing and turning and, Get it! Get off of me! There's, you can't take me like this! And he gets wheeled across right in front of you as they're going to another office. Both scientists look at you and say, Good triumph, as they wheel the man across. You start seeing a little bit of the glow come from Brandon's body. Good triumph. And kind of try to calm myself down as to not rage. Give me a wisdom check. Oh, fuck. Uh-oh. Easy mission. Easy mission. In yeah. and out. In and out. In Barely and out. an inconvenience. Seven. You start to feel your tail slip down your pant leg. Whoa. <laughs> I, I can reword. I can reword. <laughs> You start to feel your tail starting to grow from out. Your booty. There's no good way to do this. <laughs> how, about, how about you, you do like um, the fangs or something? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we can don't know what the tail Well, for what it's worth, I think we've been playing this incorrectly because only one of those three attributes should manifest each time you rage. Okay. There. You slowly feel your claws starting to come through your fingertips and that golden glow starting to feel more prominent as it flows through your veins. Do I see this? Yeah, you can definitely see it on his forehead and neck, but on his hands, it's probably harder to see unless he's got his palms out. I just try to block you in the line of sight. I try to block Brandon from the line of sight of the people pushing the gurney. They're not really concerned. They are very occupied with their subject. We have a package to deliver? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like kind of be squeezing my Mm -hmm. hands into a fist and just trying to calm myself down. Got it. Do you think that's what happened to Colin? It seemed a little more voluntary, like he had a mission to accomplish and he did it on his own. I'll have to ask. 4236, right? Yeah, that's what they said. Absolutely. Was that what they said? Yes, it was. And you get to the door, open it up, and you are inside of Reese's old office. It looks like there are glass windows right outside the door. <laughs> Great. I can't just make this easy. No, I know. It's just that's that's the obstacle. <laughs> Fuck, they can see everything we fucking do. A lab coat hangs on the side of the wall next to the door, and cybernetics are scattered across tables, and a microscope sits next to the lab stool, and there's that metal locker that he was talking about in the corner of the room, and it says personal de- belongings with a lock on the handle. Okay. Great. You didn't think we'd need a key? Just... You don't need a key for me. And you see on the screen of the lock, it starts putting waveforms whenever it talks, and it sounds exactly like Reese, and it says, Hey, uh, you need to get in, mate? And does everything in this fucking world talk? Okay, um, first things first, you should put on this lab coat. Okay, and I put on the lab coat. Just, if... It's not really your color, but yeah. Well, that was kind of hurtful. There's, this is not the time for that. Just in case anything happens, it'll be easier for you to blend in. I can always turn into something small and run away. I appreciate that. Of course. Hey, a duo mission. Yeah, uh, duo mission. Woo. 
And as that happens, <laughs> we're going to go back to Moonlight. Hell yeah. <laughs> team Team Brandon and Parker. And as Reese is scribbling on his blue paper. Oh my God. And, and then I turn into a dog. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. And as Reese is scribbling on his blueprint paper, what happens, Ted? You know, on a show I watched, there's this character. He's called the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. And on this show, the Million Dollar Man's entire persona is how superior he is to everybody around him because of his wealth. He's smug, he lords it over others, and he acts like, just because of his money, that he has something above all of these people. But you know what the reality is about Ted DiBiase? He sleeps in a trailer 300 days a year because he travels to go work matches with a broken body and he doesn't even own his own name, let alone millions of dollars. That's that's who you remind me of, Reese. Just a facade of something special. Broken. The moment you look behind the curtain. Usually when someone says something, it's it's for a reason. Is this just like blabber for you or are you trying to make a point? Yeah, I am. I'm waiting for the moment when you realize that you're someone living an actual life and not a worm in the dirt waiting to be picked off by a bird. Why am I not? My entire species wants to kill me. And my planet has been taken over by my own people whom I no longer recognize. Do you realize how much you contradict yourself? These people whom you just said hate you. You're expecting them to spare you. They separate the artist from the art. Yeah, I'm sure they'll spare your laser, and maybe they'll write, you invented it, on your tombstone. Yeah, but I can take as long as I need to to finish it, and maybe that would buy me a couple more weeks. Oh, yeah, as long as you need to in a different cage. Is there a combo? (laughs) Yeah, we can come back to it. Yeah, yeah, we're going back to the lab. I hope things are going well. I'm sure they are. Maybe they're bonding. Yeah, it seems like you really like that guy. Uh. Hey, Brandon, can I be real with you for a second? Go ahead. It's not like we have anything else to do at the moment. (laughs) Just shoot the shit. (laughs) I'm a little worried about Ted. Get in line. Okay. Oh, um, yeah, just this hasn't been very good for him. It hasn't. We should just try and be really nice. Just, like, keep telling him he's doing well when he's doing well. And, like, I don't know. I don't feel like we're being hard on him, but, like, maybe not be hard on him. Parker, do you not see what he's doing? He's masking his emotions with his characters. With Twister and Flower Trip? Yeah. Do you not see how much he changes every time he turns into them? Yeah, but, I mean, they're all just different aspects of Ted. Yeah, Ted created them. They wouldn't be here without Ted. Yet every time... Ted turns into them, it seems like Ted disappears altogether. This is a highly complicated emotional conversation. Back to another highly emotional conversation. Moonlight Diner. I wish I could help you. I don't need your help. Colin needs your help. I am someone else Colin has trapped into serving him, in case you'd forgotten. I don't serve Colin. Hmm. You'd know much more about magic from someone who can wield it wildly. You call what you do wielding? I've had magic for days, and I could still control it better than you. 90 years, and what has that done for you? I haven't wanted to be a part of something that I can't control. 
Mm, but you sure do love lording it over people whenever it's convenient to bring it up. Don't you have a class to study for or a fight to lose? It's Saturday. I'm chillin'. This is my second home. What are you doing here? Trying to find my best course of survival. Yeah, infringe on other people's spaces? Mm-hmm. How about you go find your own spot, buddy? The library doesn't serve coffee. I'm not even gonna pretend like I listened to what you just said. That's okay, I don't act like you listen to anything. I mean, I'm sure your studies aren't going well. I know that you've been on JV for the past three years of your life. I know that you don't win any fight that you participate in. <laughs> yeah, I lose a lot. I'm used to it. It doesn't bother me as much as you'd like to believe it does. Why doesn't it? But at least I get to live on the world I grew up on. <gasps> wow, this shit's gonna escalate into a fight. Yeah, so we I should unlock this say, cabinet. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I. It makes sense. I'm giving him my most fucking teenagery smirk right now. <laughs> you are. We're gonna come back and be like, we got the insulin. <laughs> I'm gonna say roll for initiative, but we're gonna go back to these two. So, um. <laughs> Parker's going to take out some bobby pins from her hair and attempt to pick the lock. Oh, no, that's a regular lock. That's a, that's, I don't need a, that's a, not a thing. We went over this. It doesn't have a keyhole. Yeah. yeah. Um, open sesame. Mm, not, not quite. Like, I would like an access key if you want me to open, but that's not it. I'm going to kind of keep watch as Parker's trying to figure out how to um, open that. I'm going to PCS text Reese and say, what's your access key? Question mark. It's locked. Shit. Uh, I swear to God, if you don't remember, I will lose my absolute mind. Try hope. Why would it be hope? Shh. Parker types in hope. Uh, no, hope, hope's not gonna do it. Okay, so you're the king of what? Horizon High. Okay. Um, why do you? Uh, you know, I do you? Are you like? Were you like prom king? No, I'm just the best. There is in there. The best at what? Everything I put my mind to, really. Try love. L O V E. I'm sorry, it's not gonna do it. Parker's gonna type in the word fear, F E A R. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. How many chances do I get at this? You're obviously not, Reese. So, um, I, I, I can't give you the code, but I can, I can give you a hint. There's always like a, you know. Yeah, what's what's the uh what's the hint? With only time I can grow. Once you destroy me, I'd grow only twice as slow. You just have a big brain enough to solve this one? Just give me a second, okay. Yeah, she types in the word trust. And it opens. Wild! Okay. Oh, it was sorry. a it was a riddle. And you see there's a lot of things in there. There is a, a leather jacket with some patches on it. There is a picture of him, Colin, and Cairo. There is a couple of packs of what he was talking about, the AEs, stuffed inside of a Ziploc. And there is an old sandwich that looks to be rotting. Parker grabs everything but the sandwich. Of course. You got everything? Yeah, I think so. Do you want this cool-ass jacket? What do you got there? And I'm going to grab the picture off of her. Oh, I'm not going to give that to Reese. It's it's him with Colin and Cairo. Just kind of like look over it. They look to be a little bit younger than what you would be. So about 13 to 14. They're just kids. Yeah. Looks like they're having a good time too. Hey, can I ask you something? As I'm kind of looking over the picture. Yeah. Um, anything, I guess. No, I keep hearing you talking about your Nona, but I have not heard you talk about your actual parents. Oh, um, I don't really 
know them. I'm kind of kind of like look up from the picture. Yeah, they're um, they're actually out in Africa right now, um, volunteering. They build houses out there. Uh, it's really cool. <laughs> but yeah, they've been doing that since I was like born. So. Do you get to talk to them? Oh, no. What do you mean, no? I mean, they just—they're off doing their thing. They left me with um with my Nona and my grandpa. So I mean, they're they're out there. They're I mean, I'm sure they're super busy. <laughs> they're building houses. Parker, no one's too busy for their own child. <laughs> Trust me, they are. <laughs> I mean, it, I get plenty of love from from my Nona and from my grandpa. And if my parents don't want me around, that's okay. I'm going to walk over to Parker and I'm going to put my hand on her shoulder. And now you're going to get plenty of love from me and Ted, too. And we go back to Moonlight Diner. Like, <laughs> so don't Reese, say that around my Nona. <laughs> Reese got a 13 for initiative. What'd you get? Six. Six. So the first thing that happens, he takes the pen in his hand. And as he does, that red electricity sparks through it. And he's trying to stab it into your hand, into the table. I try to leave you with berries. And with... <laughs> We're bonding. We are bonding. Assuming an eight does not hit. Does not. No. So it sprays into the table with cracks of red electricity. I put my hood on. You fucker. I am going to cast Enhance Ability. Okay. Roll a percentile. Please don't blow up this diner. That's a 100. No way. 100. Holy shit. You successfully cast it. <laughs> I have never seen that. Holy <laughs> crap. Either. Oh, and Jonah's got the, for those of you listening at home, Jonah has the coolest fucking dice too. They're amethyst and they look so fucking cool right now. The proof of a 100. That is, <laughs> dude, I, we've been playing for what, like six, seven years I've now? I've never seen a 100. Never seen a 100. Oh, and that's such a narratively satisfying So you get moment. to cast Enhance Ability. I give myself Cat's Grace. I'm not strong, Reese. I'm faster than you expect. Yeah, you And do. he can't fucking see you. <laughs> choke him. I mean, choke him. <laughs> and with this, he's like, oh, you make me want to learn magic for once. And he's conjuring up that red electricity in his arm as he pulls it back into his forearm and expels it. And as he does... He has to roll a disadvantage. He has to roll a percentile first. <laughs> What's a 100 mean? Shut up. No way. All zeros? All zeros. Yeah. No fucking triple way. Zero, triple zero. What the fuck? What the fuck? Still in the tray. Are you Dude, kidding? Yeah, are you serious? No fucking cap. Holy There's... Shit. No way. <laughs> that is fucking fuck? insane. Okay, gotta be okay, okay, Christian, we gotta roll up two. We I gotta know, roll up two. I, I, I wanted to pull out my wild what? magic table. Nope. 28. Fuck. <laughs> No fucking way that just happened. That's okay. insane. So he's going to roll to hit. Uh, I guess. I'm sorry. Um, that's going to be a 12. You've got With a... my knee pads, that is my AC. Oh, that is your AC. Yeah, 12. that means... Fuck. Yeah. You lift up your skirt to reveal four pairs of knee pads. <laughs> uh, so he conjures up some of that electric red energy and flings it at you and it's kind of looking like a bolt sprung right to your chest and that deals six damage. Ugh. This I, is all sitting. Yeah, I was to say, aren't y'all still like in I'm the trying boot? to use my speed and the fact that he can only half see me to grab the pen out of his hands. You got it. 
A twister. That is going to be opposed. Acrobatic? I was going to say sleight of hand. That yep. makes about a million times more sense. I'm going to shut the fuck up. That's <laughs> the plan. And he gets disadvantage on that. And I get advantage. There you go. 11. 17. You got it. And you grab the pen. Once I've grabbed the pen, mm-hmm. I am going to move to the door of the diner. You got it. Just start basically running away with it. Yeah, with all your Make movement speed, after you me. can absolutely get to the door of the diner. With that, fuck, with the pen, he was using magic weapon. Without it, he can't do that anymore. He's going to try and pull back his arm again and send another bolt at you. With that, oh my god, that's 96, which passes. I don't want him to pass. <laughs> that's what the dice are saying. That's what the dice are saying. He sends another bolt at you. All right. And with disadvantage, thank God, the first one was a 20. The next one was a four. All right. So he misses and hits the glass. And you see as it hits, it shatters, but almost in slow motion, where it's just falling to the ground, but at a slower velocity than it would typically happen. You're paying for that, wild wielder. As that happens, the door of the stall starts sparking up with light again. We see Brandon and Parker coming back through. Yeah, just like, don't let my Nona hear you say that, because she will quite literally have a heart attack and die. (laughs) Yeah, I can pretty much guess that. I think a lot of things might make her have a heart attack and die. Honestly, I'm... What the heck? Ted. (laughs) You asked me why losing doesn't bother me, Reese. You want to know why? Because I get my whole life to figure out how to win. And then I hold the pen up towards him. (laughs) Is that your turn? Yes. Okay, he's going to try and send another bolt at you. In that case... What initiative are they on? Can we enter into initiative? Oh, do you want to enter into initiative, please? Yeah. Yes. If we see this, yeah, there's no way. What did you say you got for initiative? Four? Six. Six. Fifteen. For me, that's a 17. Throw back to that time right before this session where Dustin's like, no one's going to fight. Yeah, remember that? I didn't think it was going to happen. We're going to defuse the tension. Yeah, you two get to go first, starting with Brandon. Okay. Here and I'm gonna start making my way uh, to Reese and I'm gonna try to like just hold him down. Yeah, absolutely. Give me an opposed athletics check. Ooh, you do it. You do, do just it. like I said, just, Brandon. Just, just you do it. We take their shit and we figure it out on our own. Negative two. 21. <laughs> do you like kill him with that? So now he is not moving anywhere. Dad, we said watch him, not fucking try to kill him. Uh, he started it. I take my hood off. <laughs> I'm just holding him as, as tight as I can. Get off. Get off. As if I would. Hey, use your magic. I hear you're adept at it. <laughs> what does Parker do? Parker is going to run to Ted. Ted, oh my God, are you okay? Are you hurt? Here, here are, are some berries. Did he attack you? Do you need help? Yeah, he got one on me. It's fine. Here, it's fine. just <laughs> Look, here. We got to get out of here with him. D- Parker like shoves two berries in Ted's mouth okay. as her action. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. <laughs> Don't. Do that stuff. Look, I got the pen. Oh, um, good job. Is the pen special? Did I forget (laughs) something here? The pen is very special. I guess, I guess. Okay, so uh, here, uh, and then Parker reaches out of her bag and grabs the uh, insulin. It's not insulin, but that's the metaphor I'm drawing, the AE. Look, we got your stuff. Um, is Kelly watching this right now? Coming back in from a cigarette break. Look, I have your A. What ins- the fuck is going on here, kid? Oh shit. Um, I get, I can in, I can ex. Uh, d- School play. No shit. No. 
from out of his fingertips, he's going to try and launch one more bolt at you. 95. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. God damn it. I've never had to roll the percentile dice on these dice before. It's good. He misses. Hits the wall again. Cracking it. Oh, my God. What the fuck was that? It's going to be fine. Look, we have your stuff. Okay, can you stop it? Or I'm not going to give it to you. He said some unkind words. Well, I... Oh, look at the her feelings. I don't care that Ted said unkind words to you. You said unkind words to Ted and you've done unkind things. So do you want your medicine or not? Kelly, you might want to stay behind the counter. Mom, I promise I'll tell you the whole truth as soon as we figure out what we're doing with this weird fucking dude. Kids, you need to get out of here. Earl, get your gun! Hi, Kelly. And Wait, Earl oh, Did she start- say gun? Oh, shit. We, got, we gotta get out of here. Earl is not a good shot. <laughs> and now it's canon. <laughs> And as that happens... Rolls a commoner with disadvantage. You see a firefighter come into the room. Full guard on. What? <laughs> that was fucking fast. Oh, God. Yeah, we have such good emergency services. <laughs> he says, wait, um, are you guys all right talking to you four? Can we get Reese arrested? I immediately shove the pen into my pocket. I let go of Reese. Yeah, we're fine. Can I get a perception check from everyone? I'm going to use one of my re-rolls because I got a 14. I'm, I'm telling you, a 14 saves. Please save your reroll. I will save my reroll. Eight. Uh, yeah, like a nine. Eight, nine. With a 14. <laughs> With a 14. You notice this firefighter doesn't have any equipment on him, and he doesn't have the American flag patch on his arm, but he does have one of like a cartoon Dalmatian, and his fire hat is backwards. Wow, this, this, thank you, sir, for coming and helping us out. That was, that was so... Elusive. Have you given Reese the A? What? Have you given Reese the A? Give me it. No. Is that you, Colin? What's in No. A? I'm a trained firefighter. That's fucking Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. No. I'm not just going to give it to you. Give it to Reese. Oh, well, yeah, that was the intention. And then Parker walks over. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, I also grabbed, um, I have some antibacterial wipes, and I go to, like, wipe Reese's arm and, like, inject it safely. I'm going to say he gets one more bolt, and he's going to try and fire it at Colin. Oh, that's definitely okay. I love how he immediately recognizes Colin. Yeah, I was going to say that. 99. Whack. Wow. Whack. Oh, and he hits. Oh, boy. As it pierces Colin, it goes into the firefighter's shoulder. Colin goes down for a second. He's like, Ugh! Fuck. And you see some of the firefighter uniform as it's frayed and burned and cauterized. You see some mechanical wiring coming from it. Okay, all right. Do the thing, please. I will... I'll I'll get with the humans. And he pulls out a flashlight. Stabilize him, okay? And he walks out looking for Earl and Kelly. Kelly's still here with us, right? Uh, She went in the back to go find Earl. Yeah. Parker injects the realizes that maybe she wants to be a doctor and injects the AE into Reese's arm but holds on to the other two vials. Absolutely. And as you do so, you see this red electric energy start to dissipate. He loses that anger and outlash, and he starts to just fall asleep. We have to get out of here. We made too much of a scene. I gotta talk to my mom. We should tell Kelly. Maybe a little bit later. No, it's just... No, we're going to tell her right now. I'm not lying to her anymore. I can't. It's just... It's not... Who I am. 
Ted, did you not see the mess we made? Yeah, I know. And We can't and explain that I, away without her help. I know my mom, and she's I just know she's gonna be okay with it, okay? I just need her to know, alright? And as this firefighter walks in with Kelly and Earl, you see that they have these kind of blue sparks of magic energy coming around them. And he says, yeah, so that's what happens when a burner busts, you know? Uh, The chemicals get into the air, makes everybody a little woozy for a second. It exploded. Luckily, we were able to salvage everything. We're going to talk to the insurance company. You guys are going to get patched right up. Good thing none of the kids got hurt. Am I right? (laughs) Well, I'll see ya. I'm a fireman. And he walks out. Yeah, I guess that's the best option, huh? Maybe it's for the best. If she knew you were putting yourself in danger. (sighs) Yeah, you're right. I uh, quickly pull out the pen for a moment. Once I make sure Reese is unconscious and I say, does anybody know how to write in cursive? Yeah, actually, I can do cursive and calligraphy. My Nona. Oh, was that a rhetorical question? No, I was actually wondering. This looks like a really fancy pen. Let's try that out. Not here. Let's just go back to the creek near the shed. That'll be a nice little place to hopefully get him tied up in case he wakes up. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, creek's good. like the creek. Remember when we threw that rock at a... Or I threw that rock and you punched him in the face and Ramsey Skinner. Yeah, Yeah. I wanted to check out some stuff by the creek. I'm going to grab Reese and I'm going to throw him over my shoulder. Oh! Are you sure he doesn't need another cup of coffee? He looks pretty tired. <laughs> uh, just a little tuckered out. I'm sure a good wild rest is going to do him some good. Yeah, as part of his aid duties, he sometimes drives him home. Yeah. You have a car? I have a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> the visual of transporting an unconscious person on a yeah. fucking motorcycle. <laughs> One hand to drive. <laughs> I was just gonna like put him on the back like a fucking sack of potatoes. <laughs> like Red Dead Redemption yes, putting a prisoner yes. on a horse. Oh my god. <laughs> Kelly, if I can be quite honest with you, um Mr. Zyler has a little bit of a problem and needs a little bit of extra help from his aid. He's kinda going through it and he isn't taking it out in the healthiest way. So Brandon sometimes helps him get home. Deception. Now I'm gonna use my reroll. <laughs> Ooh, word. Because that was an eleven. That was an 11. I'm going to use another one. Ooh. That was worse. I'm going to use another one. Uh, is wow. this your last one? No. Oh. I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm not using my reroll die. That's what, that's what the problem was. That was bad. Um, so I have one left. Should I just do it? It's up to you. They're your rerolls. I don't want to get caught lying to Kelly. That's a zero. Oh! It was just not meant to happen. She looks at you and says, Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you kids go have fun. And you see that she does not believe what you're saying, but goes back to work. Mom, I'm really glad nothing worse happened. Ted, just stay out of trouble, please. Please. Doing my best, Mom. Ted, we gotta get going. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get going. I love you. I love you. I trust you. Don't give me a reason not to. 
after the silent mortal injury that Ted has just endured, he makes a quick about face with a kind of a jokey salute and then stiffly walks out the door. And as we walk out of Moonlight Diner... Ted, do you think your mom likes me? I think she doesn't like me. No, 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 no. She likes you. She, she's, she's, like- she totally does. It's just... The whole hiding the saving the universe thing. Yeah, I think she kind of caught on that Mr. Zyler might not have a drinking problem. <laughs> you think? As I look back at the freaking shattered walls. Yeah. Quick, let's just, let's get him to the creek. And as we zoom out on Moonlight Diner, out on Foster, Rhode Island, we see a group of kids who may not have any significant impact on what they're doing around right now, but will have a great impact on the universe in the episodes to come and that's where we're gonna end this episode episode of magic isn't real if you like the show please hit whatever podcast subscribe button is available on this platform and consider joining our patreon linked in the episode description for behind the scenes content and just to support the show patrons also get to join our discord server where we all talk chat maybe give a little sneak peek at what's to come who's to say we're just starting out but we cannot wait to go on this magical journey with you credit where credit is due dustin parsons is the game master christian Contreras plays brandon rodriguez jonah pfeiffer plays ted vardaman and kayla temshiv plays parker henley this episode is edited by dustin parsons Theme music is by Jake the Dead, and art design is by Juniper Whitney. Social media is managed by Anna Rose Pfeiffer and Kayla Tumshiv. Stay tuned for more shenanigans and follow us on social media at Magic Isn't Real Pod on TikTok, Magic Isn't Real PD on Twitter, and Magic underscore isn't underscore real underscore pod on Instagram. If I miss something else, we've linked it below. If you've listened this far, thank you and we love you. Oh, and we lied about the magic. It's totally real. It's totally real.